Hi, everyone. I'm here with Podcast Hall of Famer Rob Greenlee. He's been a podcaster since 2004, co-host of the new media show, and works as the Senior Vice President for Content and Partnerships at Podbeam. Welcome, Rob. Um, I'm really glad you could join us. On this show, we're focusing on careers in media and entertainment, so people can better understand the job behind the job title and gain some advice through conversations about the industry and, you know, your personal stories. Um, so I must start by asking, what do you do exactly? How do you explain what you do when you meet someone for the first time? Are you talking about um, when I work with uh, someone like through Podbean with podcasting? Oh, I guess or? it could. It could. Yeah. So if you're introducing yeah. yourself for the first time, I guess it would have to be um, dependent on where you are and what role right. you're in. So why don't we start with how you would introduce yourself to someone you meet at a coffee shop? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if I'm just meeting, it means somebody for the first time, I just would tell them, you know, my background or whatever chances are if we're meeting, it probably has something to do with podcasting. So, <laughs> but I did, did want, want to say, you know, it's great to be here and I appreciate the opportunity to, to join you. And I believe this is your first episode. Yes. Right? My first episode yeah. of yeah. 2023. Um, I yeah. spent actually the end of 2022 trying to talk with um, people who were in the news industry that kind of pivoted oh. out to give yeah. some hope to those that have been recently laid off. And now I'm really focusing on inspiring people to go after their mm -hmm. dreams and and try something new like podcasting, which is something you do. So I'm really excited to get into how you got started later on. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking to someone for the first time, you know, right. and they say, oh, what do you do exactly? And you're, yeah. you know, working for Podbean. How, well, what I'm, would you say? I'm first and foremost, um, two things. Mm. I'm really kind of, you know, I'm. I'm a marketing guy, number one. I've spent many, many years in sales uh, at lots of different types of companies, from food companies to owning my own restaurant to um, doing all sorts of things. You know, I used to work for Microsoft, and so I've been the whole gamut. I've run my own companies, and I've worked for big companies. Um, so I've got a, got a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. And more and more over the years, uh, podcasting has become – more of a business, right? It's mm -hmm. been something that people have built uh, for their careers. But as far as um, what I do mainly is is help people, um, and at any really at any level of the industry, uh, wh whether it's someone that's working for a larger company in podcasting or an individual that just wants to start a show, um, I've been there to help th uh, I don't know thousands of people over the years to uh, get, uh, get started in the medium and, and really um, find their, their, their way and just share my experience of doing that myself. I mean, I, I built a, a radio show for seven years uh, that, and then I took out as a podcast and I learned a lot from that process. You know, I did a lot of interviews. I, I got into a lot of different uh, situations um, as a content creator um, early on in the medium when, when it was just kind of forming. So I have a, a deep understanding of the, of the medium going back to its origins mm -hmm. and understanding how that, um, that origin story really follows up through today. Uh, there, there's been a lot of, uh, desire to change podcasting and change what it is. 
Um, but the truth of the matter is a lot of the foundations of podcasting um, have not changed in the 20 years that I've been involved in the industry. Certain aspects of it and the desire to make money and larger corporations and bigger investment, certainly that has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you're, it, so you're a podcaster OG. That yeah, like. right. And, and <laughs> that's what I yeah. bring to any conversation that I have is is that historical view, but also keeping up with the latest trends and the latest directions that the industry is heading towards. Which is a lot of what you discuss um, with your co-host yep. on the new media show. Yep. I've caught a few episodes and <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's really, it's a great place for anyone, you know, who wants to learn more about the industry. You know, yep. if, if someone were to say, you know, what do you do exactly as SVP of content and partnerships? Like, what does that mean? It what just means uh, exactly that. You know, I, I look for roles in companies that need help um, in the areas and the expertise and the strengths that I have, not unlike what I would do if I started my own company, right? It's, it's bringing the skills and the reputation that I have to whatever job or role. And like my last two jobs have, have had the same job title. So Mm -hmm. I basically just, work with content creators. I speak at conferences. I go to events. Mm -hmm. I provide uh, leadership in the industry that I've always done for the last 20 years. Um, You know, sharing my experiences and being there for, for people in the industry more, more broadly trying getting involved in, you know, initiatives and new things in the medium to help move the medium forward in a positive way. And so for those that are listening and are just new to podcasting, he worked at Spreaker and um, Lipson. They're everything, you know, and Podbean, they're all platforms, hosting platforms, you know, and when you're talking about helping, I guess what comes to mind is, you know, how are the platforms different? How have you seen, you know, them change over the last few years since you've been on three different platforms? Yeah, I think that the big Big change has happened. I mean, the, the core of podcasting itself, this is the mm-hmm. distribution, the RSS, um, and the the listening platforms. That has evolved over time. There, there's more of them now. And and some, some of them, you know, like a Spotify is probably Google is more recently involved in, in podcasting too. Those are big, big, big changes. But I think that the... The biggest one, though, is the desire to earn earn an income from a mm-hmm. podcast. It's the whole monetization piece, wh- whether it's uh, advertising, uh, host reads, which is a very big popular thing going back in the very early days of podcasts. I could tell you stories about that that would kind of like mm-hmm. go, what? What's going on with podcasting, with advertising? Because it was just a weird world back then. <laughs> back in like the 2005, 2006 timeframe. Um, but today it's like, we're trying to automate advertising. We're trying to get ads easy for podcasts to insert into their programs through dynamic ad insertion, which has been a trend that's been happening in the podcasting space for, for many years. And now it's all the technology around monetization, whether it's brand safety type programs using the artificial intelligence technology to analyze content and match up advertisers with with um with content that's appropriate for the brand uh so there's lots of uh technology initiatives that are coming down you know we're seeing more ai initiatives coming in people using this artificial intelligence type of technology to uh uh help um streamline and make better content for for what they're doing around the marketing side 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see how AI impacts the content mm-hmm. creation side of podcasting. I think that's still a little bit up in the air right now. Yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, you just made me think about um, this post I've been seeing on Instagram where someone will go into an AI technology program, maybe an app, and mm-hmm. they'll say, okay, I want to write up a post about um, shopping. And then the right. AI will come up with a post for them to just right. copy and paste the language into their Instagram. Right. And it's just, it is incredible at how they are, this these programs are able to um, anticipate what the yeah. influencer or the poster needs as well as what the audience may be looking for. So I, it will be interesting to yeah. see how that applies. Um, the other thing, you know, as he was talking, he was talking about technology and some people listening may be familiar with, you know, putting together a website, SEO, tags. Right. Um, and so a lot of that does get applied to every podcast, which then helps people search for those podcasts. And as mm-hmm. I'm learning, you know, even transcripts definitely help so that people can mm-hmm. identify you and locate you. You know, as you know, and as you mentioned, I'm new to podcasting. Um, I did work on CNN's Reliable Sources podcast for a couple of years, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I I would say that what I gained from that was um, an understanding of the engagement that needs to really take place in order for the storytelling to bring people along um, and also start some of the marketing around it. So, you know, I've been really focusing on having good conversations that really weave in everything about your careers, as well as what maybe someone might be thinking while listening to you that might be new to the conversation. Um, but, you know, since I am still new, I figured it would be a great way to start off the new year by getting some advice from you for newbies like me. Um, so I will be sprinkling in some questions um, throughout the podcast that might help people that are also starting out. Um, you know, so one thing I wanted to really dig into was your own podcast. So you've been co you know, co-hosting this, the new media show. But you've had a variety of podcasts over the years. And one of the things that you and I spoke about after Christmas was that you really need to have the passion and the drive to continue because not everyone can really get through those first few episodes because they start to either losing the passion or the drive. You have hundreds of episodes. What gets you going every week to keep on having the conversations that you've been having? Yeah, I think you need to have a certain amount of just motivation for what you're doing and uh just a love for mm-hmm. for the the medium or whatever interest that that is and to feel like uh what you're doing uh you're always striving to make an impact and helping others you know i've i think that's the biggest thing that i've really it's driven my career forward is thinking about other people with my work uh and how i'm of service to them um, mm-hmm. thus I'm of service to my company that I work for. And then taking that same, um, way of thinking when I work inside of a company too, is to listen and to be a team member, mm-hmm. um, on, on that team. I have many years of experience playing competitive sports. I was a basketball player. I'm very tall. Um, so I've, I've got a lot of years of experience of being a team member um, on a competitive sports team that, um, most of the teams that I played on were very successful teams. So I've got that background. And I think that's a common trait amongst those that are, are good with being a teammate, uh, mm-hmm. in, in working with others is that 
that um, willingness to yeah, yeah to mm-hmm. sacrifice a little bit um, for for um, the greater good, but mm-hmm. yet at the same time being be strong as a as a person that's striving for excellence myself, right, and performing and and you know scoring those those baskets or grabbing those rebounds is a personal performance thing. So you have to juggle this line between being supportive of others, but being being a leader that that helps um, helps contribute in a positive way to the outcome um, yeah. that is that makes whatever project or company or team that you're on successful. And that's not always an easy thing to do. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate over the years to have been on some very successful teams and companies and things like that. Um, It's not always been an easy process though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and some people listening that might be young professionals or hopefully students, because I am trying to tap into, you know, the, the, the universities in a way Mm -hmm. to, to give them some inspiration as they're heading into the job market, you know, but as they listen to you, they're maybe like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I get that. I get the whole team spirit, you know, but when it comes to creating a podcast and creating that team of support, some people find it hard, you know, to generate viewers, to build an audience and to monetize. I mean, what tips do you have? Is it, is it truly what some people say is remaining consistent on a a specific message or do you find variety helps? Yeah, I do think that uh, niche is pretty powerful in podcasting. And Mm -hmm. and when I say niche, I'm really talking about a, a passion interest or a passion expertise that you as the host of the podcast, uh, brings to the podcast. And what, what, what you're doing is you're, see, so I think that there's a place for this, this aspect of creating a show that you think your audience wants, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's a little bit of that, but there's also an awful lot, depending on the kind of show it is of you creating a show that you as the host have the passion for. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is you're putting that out there and finding yeah. people that have that common passion with you versus creating a show that you think the market wants, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe you don't have a passion for. So, <laughs> you know, I think that that's a lot of the struggle that I think of the larger corporations have or larger media companies have is that they want to create a, a show that they can trade in and out hosts, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. And I think more and more people tune into content, whether it be video or audio podcasts based on the the host. And mm-hmm. is there yeah. a connection with that host? It's not so much that that listener is there because it's a show that's, that's about politics and it doesn't matter who the host is, right? Most people want to listen to people that they want to listen to. And I think that that's, that's a very powerful thing um, in the creation of a show and the connection that an audience has to the show. So at the core of it, as a host, I only want to host a show that, that I have a passion for that topic and the type of audience that that topic will generate towards the show. Um, and then that will get me what I need out of the show as well as the audience. Right. So, so if I can, it depends on what my goals are too. If my goals are that I'm trying to build my personal professional network, I'm going to talk about the expertise that I have, right? Mm-hmm. And then find people that have a common connection with that expertise and passion. Mm-hmm. And so so it's a little bit of a reverse psychology compared to what typical content creation process is. 
especially for larger larger media companies, which can be a mm-hmm. li- little bit more formulaic, uh, mm-hmm. where, where, where they come up with a theme and then they add the talent and then they add the producers to it, which is is it's one way to do it, but it's not the it's not the primary way that podcasting started. Yeah, and do you use a producer? Speaking of that, no, um, no, I'm the I'm the producer. I've got my own studio here, and mm-hmm. I just have always produced my own stuff. But I have worked for companies, you know, like I used to work for Podcast One down in down in Los Angeles that did did uh, you know large shows, you know, like with the Adam Carolla show and and things like that. So I've worked with big shows before, and and shows that have producers. Um, but at the end of the day, a lot of those shows are even very host motivated, host driven, host personality driven mm-hmm. shows and those those producers were just there to support the production part mm-hmm. um but and and as yeah. you know that's that's the role i've had and now putting yeah. myself here it is it is a foreign place to be the person that that's doing everything drawing someone to a podcast i'm trying you know i try to be as real as i can relate as much as i can but yeah i mean it is a different space for those who might be listening thinking oh i want to do this it's hard to put yourself out there and you're you know, you try, but you can't always win. And, um, you know, I just hope I, I am helping people by seeing that even if you were behind the scenes, you can go in front and take your skills, your transferable skills and make something different, you know, especially if there's a love for it and having these conversations. And what I love about them is I enjoy learning what other people do. I've always been that person. My mom would always say to me, you should write a book about what people do because you always ask tons of questions. I just have that right. curiosity. Yeah, it's like, what great. do you do nine to five? Like, I don't understand nine to fivers that aren't in news. So I'm always like, wow, when do you take a break? Do you get a break? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, I'm always working because I love it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Right. That's the, 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 And having been in a newsroom yeah. for so long, I always find it fascinating what other people do. You know, the fact that you get to, to talk to other people about podcasting and be a leader in the industry, I just find it so fascinating. Um, and it's unique too, because not many people can say they do that. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that, um, from your podcast, and it was also something you and I talked about, was how um, there's pod fading, you know, where someone might be looking at wanting to podcast and they see millions of podcasts, but really there's not as many active mm-hmm. podcasts out there. Yeah. And um, I just wanted your thoughts on that, because that does cut through it for some people that might be mm-hmm. thinking about doing this. Yeah, I think it is an important thing to, to know. And, and many don't know this because they're not um, knowing where to go to see the stats around active podcasts, but, but that's exactly correct. And I, I think we talked about that, mm-hmm. um, is, is that, you know, find a niche of what type of show that you want to create and then just go do some investigation into how many other shows have a common theme, right. To what the kind of show that you're looking to produce, um, I think what what you're going to find is you're probably going to find quite a few shows that maybe have that theme or that uh, genre in the title of their shows, um, but there's not that many active shows. Now, when I say active, that they've published a new episode in the last 90 days or mm-hmm. even in the last month. Mm-hmm. So, so your competitive landscape may not be as as big as you maybe initially thought it was. Um, mm-hmm. So, so not that that's a huge factor because. I think each podcast is is personality driven primarily. So mm-hmm. you're going to be different than everyone else 
sure the topic may be um the same or similar or something but but there is a need to make it uh a little bit unique so you need to apply your own personality your own perspective and make it a little bit unique even though it may be similar to a few other successful podcasts out there uh i think that so, there's there's commonality yeah, I in agree that with too that. Right. Yeah, there, you know, and it is hard to tell as I would go through and search for podcasts, you know, to see, mm -hmm. oh, is there anyone doing this type of podcast? I would, you know, scroll through, do my research and then see, oh, this podcast hasn't really had an active episode since 2019 or, you know, 2020. That to me is a sign that they've lost the drive or they're no longer going to be creating. Yeah. So it, it does open up. You know, you don't want to just be looking at titles. You want to actually look at the dates of when podcast episodes had posted and mm -hmm. to also see if their websites are even active too. And I think that that yeah. really does help show people that there's a spot for, there's a place for any type of podcast right now. Yeah. And then, it, I mean, go in and listen to a couple of their most re recent episodes too, and mm -hmm. try and learn from from maybe why they, they stopped. Maybe there's yeah. something about their podcast that wasn't, quite right um that maybe you know you as as someone trying to listen to their podcast maybe don't connect with or don't um, find to be that that compelling or that interesting and learn from that and say okay this show tried this and obviously they didn't stick around of course there could be a lot of reasons for that i mean life gets in the way so sometimes people um get a new job and that job requires a lot more of their time and energy and they just don't have time for the podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. So there can be a lot of reasons that somebody pod fades and stops a podcast. Um, it's the same with me. I've <clears throat> pod faded a few times on myself in shows, but mm -hmm. most of that's been connected to me changing a job or something like that. Um, well, I had um, tested out my editing skills on a podcast and it was called mm -hmm. Spot of Mine. And it's all about nature sounds. And I would just record nature sounds and give like oh. a little travel tidbit. But when you don't travel, <laughs> it's hard to and do you're not that, going right? places. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I stopped, you know, and that's it pod faded, right? So yeah. I I will eventually pick up some more episodes just because I enjoy it. But you know, it's hard to pick, keep going if you don't yeah. have the resources to really right make it happen right and it's um, okay to pod yeah. fade it's okay mm -hmm. to to take your show that you thought was a good idea to get started with and evolve it or mm -hmm. change it or th there's lots of things i mean it's like you can also think of it almost as like play-doh you can play with it you can form it in different things and and make it work for for you um and mm -hmm. so sometimes that's a good strategy to do with an active shows that you know mm -hmm. As well as yeah. is that you know constantly be thinking about ways that you can improve the show mm -hmm. uh, or add some element to it that maybe makes it a little more interesting. Maybe if you can add a little bit more humor or add a, <laughs> add a little bit more personality to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe sometimes a little bit of conflict, controversy is is a good thing for for a show too. I know it's a delicate line these days because of the sensitivities of the world right now, but. It's it's just what one of those things that you you have to find though that unique connection with an audience um, that is that aligns with your passions and their passions and if you can create an interactive connection with that audience somehow through them sharing 
ideas for the show with you as well. I found that, you know, with my radio show I did for many years is some of the best topics mm-hmm. um, were ideas that came from the audience. Um, so if you can create this kind of this constantly evolving uh, theme or topic pipeline from your own ideas and your own research, but also from people that you're listening to maybe in other podcasts and other media and all sorts of stuff that you can kind of formulate depends on the kind of show that you're trying to do, but, but, uh, you know, ideas and topics come from a lot of places if you're listening. And, you know, as you mentioned, um, this is, this is a new podcast. This is the first episode of 2023. Um, one of the things that I talked about in 2022, I, basically put together six podcasts real quickly, crashed them mm-hmm. out um, because I had seen so many people, you know, getting laid off that are former colleagues. No. And I had always wanted to have, you know, this podcast and I planned on having it in January, but I got ahead of it because I really just wanted to try and like give p- some people some access to people that I was already talking to about their pivots right. um, because, you know, I was laid off. So I was laid off in August of 2022 when the show was canceled. And, you know, I've been very fortunate where I was able to pivot into a career in the entertainment side. So I work in production management as a freelancer. And as a freelancer, I do have that ability to kind of have my own business on, in addition to that. When I started to ask people, you know, how do they make this work? It really just inspired me to keep on building my brand and expanding. Um, You know, so I definitely want to talk more about your career and how it went from radio into podcasting. Um, But first, I want to talk about a couple um, topics that I've seen in the industry, um, just so that we can get through some of the news um, aspects. You know, um, a Bloomberg article um, was headlined the great podcasting market correction basically saying um the journalist in the article wrote that um I'll, I'll quote him he wrote you know podcasting finally achieved one of the ultimate signifiers of middle age an unsettling realization that the best days of its high spirited youth may now be behind having been um you know a podcaster since 20 you know 2004 what's your take on like maybe a quote like that where some people you know I, i'll add another cuz someone else also wrote <laughs> um this could be a rough year for podcasting yeah i wouldn't say that just because we have an economic downturn that that, that podcasting has peaked or has mm. reached uh, peak podcasting. There's been people that have used that terminology and have said for many years that, well, podcasting is dead or podcasting is, and every year that goes by, sure, there's an economic collapse to some degree, uh, which tends to not have as much um, credence um, as you might think. So I would say that just just realize that the podcasting market is an evolution um, and it's been evolving since I um, got involved in the medium. Um, This was back in 2004 and it's steadily increased in listeners, steadily increased in, in the content quality. Uh, I do Mm -hmm. think that we've seen some ups and downs in the amount of content that's out there. And I think we are in a state of a little bit of a pullback, but that's only proportional to to how much of a huge spike that we had during during the COVID lockdowns when people were stuck at home and they had lots of extra time to produce a podcast. And now people are getting back to work again and and having to commute again. And so mm-hmm. there's fewer people who have extra time to produce a podcast. We've, kept, we've seen a reduction 
Um, and the advertising markets fluctuated um, up and down for many years. So I wouldn't say that we've, we're seeing anything that's really outside of normal fluctuations. I think, I think you're right. I don't see how podcasting, I mean, it could have a rough year in the sense that maybe more, we'll see fewer exclusive, fewer people, fewer industries, you know, fewer platforms, mm-hmm. maybe paying for exclusive content, big, yeah. big hosts. But yeah, I think, you know, to your point, it's, it's, this is something that anyone can do. So there's really no reason why um, it could, it could hit a a downturn in a sense. Um, right. I mean, I that. think that there's, there is a bit of a downturn in the advertising spend in podcasting. And okay. I do like, like I was saying earlier, I, I do think that there's a pullback on new shows being created and shows that had prior, prior existed um, that were um, shows that maybe weren't sustainable anyway. Uh, there's a lot of free plans out there that people can just start a podcast, but they're not necessarily serious about it. And so, as we mentioned, you were in radio and then you went into mm-hmm. podcasting and, you know, how there are people who say podcasting is like radio. What do you, what do you say when they're, when they compare the two? No, I don't think that there's really much uh, crossover between radio and podcasting. If you really get to the heart of the two mediums, I think that there's, there's very, very stark differences between the two mediums and, and it's hard to really cross them over. Um, totally effectively. So that's why you've seen a lot of the radio companies um, by podcasting companies is because mm-hmm. the culture of radio just doesn't align with um, podcasting. I mean, it's, it, it's a completely different mindset. Uh, it's a completely different production. It's a completely different expectation on the part of the audience for what they're going to get as well. Sure. It's talking into a microphone and it's talk radio, but the formats and and the type of content that people expect with podcasting is so different than radio. So I have another question about your career. Was there a hurdle that you ever that you overcame that has made you stronger now as a podcaster? I think that the biggest hurdle uh, for me over the years has been just um, keeping up with all of the the changes and from the from a bigger picture of various groups in the podcasting space, whether it be the radio folks or the comedians or the, or the streaming music folks, or there's, there's always been the, or the public radio side, there's always been factions in the industry that I've, I've frustrated. It's been frustrating to keep connected to each other. They all want to kind of run off and do their own thing and be their own entity um, there's not a lot of crossover between indie producers and pro podcasting. They don't cross too much to each other and they don't even like to see that they exist. <laughs> so trying to stay in both, both of these worlds as well as in the different groups of podcasting has been probably one of the challenges in my, my experience with podcasting of trying to keep a cohesive community together of content creators. And what are your tips for people who are already podcasting and want to elevate their podcasts? I think focus on, um, you know, (laughs) the fundamentals of the medium, which is your personality, your connection with your audience, um, how you speak to them is very important. I think um, speaking authentic, real, building trust, authentic type of relationships with your audience um, and then doing everything you can to 
build a community. Cause really at the end of the day, and this is the big thing that's different between podcasting and radio is community. You're building listeners that have a passion for your topic and a passion for you else they won't be there. So that's the fundamentals of, of this. And what everything you do when you bring to that show is, is bringing your passion and then also uh, building community. So if you can connect with your audience in the real world Mm -hmm. you can connect i mean this is where shows do really well is they do live live shows like the new media show that i do i i do live on stage at podcasting conferences all over the country um so and that's part of that connection you know of course it's a live show so it's a lot easier if you're doing live to connect with uh and build community and what do you um, so, have coming up? You know, we're recording this in January of 2023. What what do you have coming up where if anyone wants to see you live or wants yeah, to Yeah, I'm I touch? I'm doing the new media show live at Podfest down in Orlando at the end of, of January. So on the 26th of January, um Todd Cochran and I are going to be live on stage um doing it doing it down there and then uh, re- recording that as like a podcast festival type type of opportunity and panel session. So it's really a discussion podcast. And, and so we take that out and put it out as an audio and video podcast as well. The one thing we didn't get to talk about was the fact that the two of you work for competing platforms. Companies, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I've worked for three, (laughs) three different competing companies, um, you know, against Todd to Spreaker (laughs) and Lipson and now Podbean. So. But that shows tremendous, um, you know, community. Really, if think yeah. About. Well, that's where that's where both of us started. Todd, Todd, and I started almost about the same time. So, uh, we both have that same ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any um, final thoughts? Um, I'm just excited, for, you know, for you. Thank you. Getting involved <laughs> in podcasting with your own show, and and I wish you a lot of luck and um, building your audience and building your community too, and, and sharing this expertise and having terrific guests on. And that helps you get better as a podcaster and it helps your listeners get better. So I'm, I'm excited for you and I, I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you so much. And if anyone is interested in learning more about Rob, you got to go to his website, robgreenlee.com, his show, the new media show. You can find that on platforms. And he's also on LinkedIn. He's active on LinkedIn, guys. Go find him there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks again. Thank you very much.